You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun. Senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, football fans, and welcome to week one of the Wingfoot Sports Wingfoot Locks. We are ready and rearing to go for week one of the NFL. We are excited on this end. I hope you are at home. And, of course, with us this week, we have Greg Hoyle with a revised hashtag, which you can follow him on social media. That's hashtag according to Hoyle. H-O-Y-L-E. Check them out there. Guys picking better than 60% last year. It was formerly Beach House Bets. We're going over to According to Hoyle this year. So check them out. And we've got some winners for you in week one. Greg, thanks so much for taking some time today. I am excited. How about you? Very excited. Very excited. And I always try to uh, keep a positive attitude after... uh week one of college football because there's always crazy things are brewing crazy yes things are brewing but it just reinforces the principles uh that, that we're going to to utilize here t- sticking with the home teams week one is a minefield of bad beats and we are going to help you navigate that minefield this weekend so we're going to use the lessons that we've learned over time obviously so you don't have to make the same mistakes and pay for them with that being said before we jump into week one matchups there are a couple things that we want to update you on futures if you still have some time to get them in so greg why don't you start with a little modification from our previous podcast uh in light of new developments you wanted to revise a couple picks and maybe add one or two more yeah, so we have a, a captain down, right? Um, very unexpected a couple of weeks back, but that uh, you know that impacts. I think we were looking at te- uh, Titans under as well as Texans under. I'm hanging tight on the uh, Titans under because it's up at eight now, uh, and I like at worst to have a push there. Uh, but I'm going to bail on the Texans under eight and a half because that's the number now. So hopefully you procrastinate and didn't go out and lay that uh, because the schedule is not as difficult with the Colts twice without Andrew Luck. Um, a little positive news is that Chicago feels stronger now. It's up to nine and a half now. Uh, you get a lay 155 for the under nine and a half, uh, but that used to be nine, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, so that's going to stand still. And then I did not sprinkle in any overs uh, last time, but I do like the Carolina over and the Cowboys over. Uh, if you got Carolina early, it would have been seven and a half. You got to do eight now. And then it pains me, Joseph, to say Dallas (laughs) over, uh, but I'm doing it. I'm also doing a Homer, uh, Eagles over 10 or 10 and a half, but I'm not going to give that out to others just in case people think I get a little bias. And just so you know, there are some overs on Carolina at seven and a half now. So you might be able to make, depending on the line you're 
you're looking for. Seven and a half, you're probably going to have to pay a little more, maybe closer to minus 200. But those are out there. And look, if you're winning at the end of the season, that's the important part, right? A win is better than a push. So better to lay a little bit if you're going to go and hit it than uh, pushing at the end of the season. So again, obviously, one thing we advocate for here on this podcast is shopping around for the best lines possible because we want you to take home as many wins as possible. Forget the pushes. We don't like them. It's better than losing. We'll take a push over a loss. We're not like the whole ties kissing your sister thing. We will take a push over a loss. However, if we can turn those pushes into wins, that's going to be the difference over time in how that bank account looks, and ultimately that's what matters most to us here. Okay, now if somebody had the under on the Bears already at 9, are you recommending they double down here? Wow, I didn't know it was going to be that tough a question. <laughs> so uh, I would say mm, depends depends on uh, how much you got to lay here because it is one minus one fifty five. Um, so I, I'm not saying to to double double down. My own situation, I don't have to lay the money to take it. So for my own situation, if I had it. Uh, then yeah, um, but if you need to shell out money and you got to wait four months in order to recoup the cost, I'm about to give a couple of picks here that can have a, a one week turnaround time for that that money. So uh, I would hang tight and just lay it on one of these uh, these week one games. All right, sounds good. Now there's one pick that we didn't give that I've been really high on, and I think it's a really good value out there that I'm going to put out there, is the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. You already mentioned Andrew Luck going down for the Indianapolis Colts. Houston is making a ton of decisions. You know, Bill uh, Bill O'Brien there is freewheeling without a GM at the reins. He's letting, you know, Clowney's going to Seattle. We've got Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills coming in for a massive haul in draft picks that went east to Miami there. I don't know how that's going to play, and I think that this division was up for grabs to begin with. I think the Jaguars present a great value here because let's not forget that just two years ago, this team had the New England Patriots on the ropes to go to the Super Bowl, and it was a miraculous comeback by Tom Terrific. Oh, excuse me, Tom Brady. Tom Terrific has been reserved for Tom Seaver in New York. Tom Brady led them on a ridiculous comeback against the Jaguars, and the Jaguars fell just short of reaching the Super Bowl. They have much of the same team intact. Leonard Fournette was banged up last year. That defense was just deflated because Blake Bortles was their quarterback, and I think defenses scored more against the Jaguars than offenses did last season. That's how ridiculous it was early on in the season. That team, I think, is going to feel rejuvenated. I like the fact that they've got Nick Foles there. I like the fact that Leonard Fournette's going to be healthy. And I think they have a really good shot of winning that division. And at plus 240, I'll take it as, I think, one of the best value bets for division winners on the season. With that being said, that's it for your futures as we head into Week 1 games. And since we just started talking about the Jaguars, let's go right there. Week one, they are home as they host the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the line on this has moved around a little bit. Right now, the consensus is about plus three, plus three and a half for the Jaguars. And, Greg, I'm going to let you start with this one with your thoughts on this game. It's going to start off a common trend that we're going to have. We like like home teams, right? Uh, And then we also like 
uh, line moves in our favor. Uh, so right now we're taking a look at about 70% of the money coming in on Kansas City road road favorite, um, yet the line is going down. Right? So let me explain that to that. our listeners real quick here who might not be familiar with this. This is a reverse line move. So right now we're seeing more than 70% of the action coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. This game opened at the Jaguars plus five, which means the Chiefs were minus five. Now despite the fact that 70% of the bets are coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs, which would typically mean the line would go up so that the Chiefs would be minus six or minus seven as more bets came in on them. We're seeing the line move in the opposite direction. It's going down. So despite heavy action or more bets, I should say, coming in on Kansas City, the heavy action seems to be going against that, which we call sharp money usually when it goes against the trend. So plus three, plus three and a half right now. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, and, and and to just piggyback on that, Joe, right, it's meant to be more attractive so that more people are going to lay those four and three points, right, because you've got the bigger, we'll call it, you know, 500 or $1,000 bets coming in on the Jags and the smaller $50, $25 ones coming in on KC, right? So you need a lot more of those little guys um, to stack up against the the folks willing to to lay that big money. So, and just what you had mentioned before, you know, this team. I'm um, I'm not taking either team for what they were last year, right? Because obviously, you know, we would think Kansas City would would definitely roll through this game, right? I'm not taking either team for what they were two years ago, right? I, I like the additions for the Jags. I just like the situation. Um, you know, it'll be a good good week one matchup. And, uh, you know, you want to get in around three and a half. Three and a half would be great. Um, that way, if it does land on three, um, which it does a good percentage of the time, uh, I think what I'm hearing out there is that the, the, the favorite's going to win about 10% of the games by three on the dot, right? So if we get that kicker, uh, I really like it. And, and I like starting off with it, home team, getting three in the kicker. Uh, I'm going with it. Excellent. So, yeah, if you can get that hook there, the difference between three and three and a half is huge. So if you can get that half point right now might be the time to go. But also, you know, because there is a lot of public action, which usually comes in late, that line might hold around that three, three and a half as more of the common man bettors, as we'll call them, are less likely to vote to bet early in the week, which means that this line could could fluctuate a little bit either way still. But if you're if you can get the hook now, now, don't let it get away. Even if it goes to to four, you'd better it goes. You get it at three and a half, then you have to deal with it going to three. Another note on Kansas City. Obviously, we know their offense was prolific last year with Patrick Mahomes and what he did, but their home road splits were still significant, and they also struggled last year a little bit without Kareem Hunt. Obviously, we know he's not there. Uh, he'll be missing the first eight games, suspended, but he's over in Cleveland right now. So. It's going to be interesting to see how that Kansas City offense adapts without Kareem Hunt. Obviously, the addition of Shady McCoy, who they just picked up uh, via the waiver wire there uh, after he was cut by the Bills. And then the other thing is that Kansas City defense we know was extremely porous last year. So even if they can go and do what they did, the Jaguars are going to have some opportunities to score. I already mentioned the healthy Leonard Fournette, the addition to Nick Foles, and obviously I think they got some decent uh, wide receivers out there. So this should be a good game. Obviously down in the heat in Jacksonville. Opening week, we're going to go with the home team, the home dog, plus 
three and a half on this one. All right, with that, we're going to go look at another heavy, heavy public favorite here. And right now, we see more than 80% of the action coming in on the Baltimore Ravens as they head down to Miami to face the Dolphins. Greg, what's your first look at this one? Uh, hold your nose. Uh, this is, <laughs> you know, we, talk, we talked about it before we went on air here. There's not a single thing that makes me feel comfortable, um, except for, you know, the principles that we've established and have, you know, been pretty tested over time, right? Miami loses their left tackle. Um, I don't care about wide receivers. I do care about a left tackle, but they still have hope. Uh, they don't know they're as bad. Well, it's hard not to know. Uh, <laughs> you lose your left tackle, but uh, seriously, they don't know they're as bad as they actually are at this point. And with an over under, I'm pretty sure that's you getting in around 38 and a half. Does that sound about right? The over under for the game? I'll look it up for you, but you keep going. <laughs> Uh, to me, seven points is a lot to lay um, on an over-under 38-and-a-half. So for for that reason, we've discussed a correlated parlay. If we're, we're looking at you know the under and Miami, uh, yeah, I'm getting it at 38-and-a-half. I got it at 37-and-a-half um, here in, on, on one book. Uh, See, so yeah, I'd like... Uh, I, I wouldn't like that better because if I'm going under, I, I want them to hit. But, you know, that's that's even showing me we're looking at a low-scoring game. They're saying that this is going to be low-scoring, and I want, you know, seven points in that in that situation. So I just think it's a, it's a pretty big adjustment for a left tackle. And, you know, seriously, 83% of the people being on it, um, it being a home, home dog again, which is the, the first pick here. And we're getting a touchdown. Uh, I'll take it. You know, ho- hopefully players get a little gassed in the in the second half, right? I, I don't see any sort of piling on uh, that can really go on here. But again, nobody's going to feel comfortable with it. I don't feel comfortable saying it. Uh, it's not going to be as big of a play um, as you know the one we just discussed or the next two. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to get involved in it. All right, so let's talk about this for a second. The Baltimore. Ravens were a playoff team from last year, but this is a team right now that in week one, we are seeing the public come in heavy on them for two reasons. One, this is a a bet against the Miami Dolphins as much as anything, and we've already seen this line move from the Dolphins opening at plus four to plus seven in a lot of places. That seven is a huge number to go and move the line that far. So Vegas, this game opened and Vegas said that the Dolphins should be a four-point underdog. They're at home and they're now a seven-point underdog. That's a big move from where Vegas thought they should be. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens are not the same team that they've been over the last few years. They are missing... Two keys on their defense, including C.J. Mosley, who's now with the Jets, and Terrell Suggs, who left to go back home to Arizona as he is in the swan song of his career. Say what you want about Suggs' impact actually on the field and his play. Maybe he's getting a little bit older, but he was the heart and soul of that defense, and that is a big void to fill. Now, we know Earl Thomas has come over from Seattle, which is going to be a big addition for them. And then when you switch to the other side of the ball and you look at that offense, that offense doesn't scare a lot of people. Right now, Lamar Jackson was still kind of figuring it out, but it was very much a gimmick offense last season. And we've seen that the more you run gimmick 
dynamic offense is, the more the defenses adapt and get used to it. Look no further than the Miami Dolphins, who started the Wildcat. And the success that they had with that when it first started out was unbelievable because defenses had never seen it before. I think with a little bit more time to prepare for Lamar Jackson, I think that's going to be a little bit better advantage for the defense. And I think that this one is going to be a low-scoring knockout battle between these two teams, which I think are both going to be pretty poor at the end of the season. So I say take the seven points with the Dolphins and hold your nose with the 80-20 principle. 80% of the public is on a bet. We go the other way or don't touch it at all. Stay away from the Ravens is the biggest warning of the weekend for you. If you don't like to go to the Dolphins, fine, but stay away from the Ravens. All right. With that, we got another game where we're looking at one very bad team and another team that's expected to go to the playoffs again. I'm talking about the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Big line move in this one. Some places say it's now Seattle as much as minus 10. And Greg, you say we should jump on this now. Uh, why and what should what should betters look for? Yeah, so this you know this is another situation that we brought up where it's a little bit hard to explain. I expected to see a little bit of a difference. We're at about fifty-fifty, um, you know, between the market and um, you know who's on Cincinnati and who's on Seattle. So if it's at about fifty-fifty, started out at seven and a half, we should still be right around seven and a half, but uh, eight and a half is the lowest we're seeing it. And in some places it's went up to a key number at 10, right? So that means there's a lot more juice coming into Seattle. And, you know, why would that be, you know, why would that be, you know, the, the, the tickets aren't there. Uh, I don't think, you know, the clowny move, obviously I think it's a good move, but that doesn't really, that's not the reason for me picking it. Seattle's always good at home. Cincinnati without AJ green, excuse me, uh, with two offensive linemen, not returning. I think they might be able to, you know, kind of write that ship, but they need to get a little bit of cohesion and have some of the starting linemen, uh, playing with one another. Um, so, you know, poor offensive line going into Seattle, offensive linemen that haven't played with one another that won't be able to hear each other. Uh, I, you know, I like it. And, you know, I'll go with the, I'll go with the square play because it's not heavily uh, public square. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll lay, you know, eight and a half. I'll scoop it up now before it does get to 10 um, or I'll get it at nine, nine and a half and, and just grab it before 10. Um, so it's you know, playing on Seattle at home uh, against one of my you know, top four or five least favorite teams in the league. Um, love that situation. Yeah, that crowd is definitely going to be going nuts up there. The 12th man always comes out to support the Seahawks. And look, one of the things that we forget maybe from last season is that the Seahawks had the number one rushing attack. We all know what Russell Wilson can do with his legs, but the way he has opened up running lanes for some of those backs was absolutely incredible. And I don't think there's any reason they can't keep that going this season uh, as they start off, especially against the Cincinnati Bengals. So again, shop around for that number and you might want to act early. 
that's one I could see the line going over 10 because I think Seattle will be a big public play as well. So if you can get it eight and a half right now, you might want to lock that up. It's already too late to get any seven and a halfs or eight, which is where this game opened. So go ahead, and if you can get that eight and a half, lock it up before it gets to 10 because I am very confident that that line will move to 10 as we get to kickoff. All right, just so you know, everybody, we are recording this here on Wednesday night. Kickoff is just one day away. We're not touching the Packers and the Bears, although there is one more game, Greg, that you like on opening weekend. What is it and why? Yeah, so the uh, the procrastination again, and this is why we're trying to do this earlier on in the week um, to get the better numbers here. I like Carolina uh, plus the three um it's it's down to two and a half now so i gotta say carolina plus the two and a half but i'm gonna pay for um the half point there um and get it up to to three um you know this is is the whole reason for the pick isn't the west team going east um you know the rams playing in carolina one o'clock kickoff time i do like that it certainly doesn't uh you know, hurt any, any of my picks, but it's, you know, we're looking at, a uh, you know, another situation where the line has come down. Um, but I'm looking at says that it opened at two and a half, but I'm certain that I saw it opening at, at three and, and it came down off the, the three number and has gone to two and a half despite 70% of the tickets going the other way. Um, so I just think home home dog plus three Carolina six and two last year before Cam gets hurt. I really like the weapons that they put around him, increasing that um, completion percentage, doing doing some more short yarded stuff with uh, McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. Um, just just like the the team in general, and I just gave out the the Carolina over. Um, you know, I don't know that they win the game on the field, but I wouldn't be opposed to, to picking it. Um, but absolutely three points of the team, you know, West Coast traveling east. I'm not just going to pick that blind, um, but I like this situation. I don't think we have any clue what's going on with with Gurley um, and without Cup and Gurley last year. Golf was a much different quarterback, uh, you know, very well paid quarterback. But I've got some, I've got con- some concerns about him long term. <laughs> if uh, you know, if they don't have Bill Cal running back there, taking a lot of pressure off. Yeah, I think one of the things that's going to be very interesting, obviously, is everybody waiting to see the health of Cam Newton's shoulder. Because, let's face it, this team rests on Cam Newton's shoulder. They were a different team in the second half of the season. I think they lost something like seven of their last eight down the stretch. And I think that we are going to see in game one, week one, how he's feeling because they are going to be tested. Let's be honest, that that front four is still pretty powerful that the Rams have there. Now, this is going to be another public team, I got to think, after last season and the offense and the shows that they put on. So I wouldn't be surprised if this line goes to back to three. I think it's more likely that that happens. Uh, would you put this bet in now or would you wait to see how it is on Sunday, Greg? What's your thought? Um, 
See, I, you know, I don't mind, uh, again, I don't mind buying uh, a home team down on the money line, just like I don't mind paying, uh, you know, the extra to get it up to three. So I guess there's no rush. I don't, I don't see, just like you mentioned, right, people are going to be on the Rams. There's going to be money on the Rams. So I don't, I, I don't think there's any risk of it going down to, to two. Usually when it's at two and a half, it's, it's hopping back and forth. Um, so I'll just kind of wait and see what's going on. It's not like Seattle where I want to go jump on it now uh, and lock in that, that good eight and a half number. But this is going to be one of those scenarios where I want everyone to, you know, if we ever give a pick here in this situation, uh, right, where we're sitting here online, you know, telling you to pick the Rams in this situation, this is what I want to promise that we need to be tweeted at and told that we're crazy uh, because <laughs> this is the exact type of situation. If, if you're not going to pick Carol line and you just got to stay away uh because this is exactly what you want to stay away from uh the west to east type of situation good good team carolina is definitely a good team i I agree joe that the shoulder's a big big deal we'll see but there's been there's been no issues at all there was that foot issue in week three which wasn't really an issue was back up on it in practice um shortly thereafter so I don't think we're going to have any issues there. So, quite frankly, I'm I'm also looking forward to watching that game. That's one of my favorite games on the uh, on the slate there. Excellent. All right, so we're not going to go through the entire slate because honestly, we don't think the entire slate has the value that the games we just mentioned has, and that's uh, have, and that's what we're going to do here. You can find podcasts out there that are going to pick every game every week, but the bottom line is they're not going to pick a great percentage if they're doing that, and we're not going to put you through some boring details about games where we're going to tell you we want it bet so with that being said those are our picks for week one we are going with the miami dolphins yes the hold your nose game of the week miami dolphins to cover the seven against the baltimore ravens we also like the jacksonville jaguars plus three and a half at home against the kansas city chiefs we like the seattle seahawks find that number at eight and a half folks jump on it quickly to cover that number against the cincinnati Bengals, and then the last Last game for you is the Carolina Panthers plus the points. Find it at three if you can as they host the Los Angeles Rams. We wish you good luck and happy betting. Enjoy week one of the NFL kickoff. Until next time, for Greg Hoyle, that's hashtag according to Hoyle on Twitter. Check him out, folks. And for Joe Masiri and everyone here at Wingfoot Sports, have a great NFL football season, everybody. Talk to you next week.